Hello, everyone. This is Delisha Artis, and I am your host of the Wealthy Crown podcast. The Wealthy Crown is where we empower believers to become better financial stewards by applying both godly wisdom as well as practical money strategies. So get ready to position yourself for financial breakthrough and abundance by the supernatural power of God. And may your hand never lack what's in your heart to do for the kingdom of God. Hey, Wealthy Crown family, welcome back to this week's episode of the Wealthy Crown podcast. Now, as you can see this week, we are talking about obeying God over your money plan. Um, So let's go ahead and jump into it. Now, you know, here at the Wealthy Crown, we teach financial literacy from a biblical foundation with practical application. So again, biblical foundation, which is so different and really what sets us apart. We don't just have a biblical um, component to what we teach. No, we teach from the foundation of the word of God, but we also want to teach with balance um, and learning how to practically apply, you know, those practical money strategies. And the reason being is me as a believer and with my journey, and I see so often that as believers, as those who love God, seek God, honor God, serve God, we have a tendency sometimes to kind of lean more on the spiritual principles of the word, but we lack the practical application. And I saw that in my finances. I had the spiritual down. I had the tithing, the giving, doing all the things of the word, but yet I was frustrated with my finances. And the reason being is I lacked the practical application. So we are very, very intentional here on teaching you um, from the perspective of making sure that you have a money plan in place. Making sure that you are intentional with your finances, that you're looking at the numbers. Uh, But we definitely want to make sure that when we're being intentional, that we don't leave out the opportunity for God to move into our finances because we're so connected to a money plan. Listen, as believers, as kingdom entrepreneurs, We want to honor God with our finances, right? And we want to move and operate in kingdom principles of the word. We have access to another system. Yes, we are in the world, but we're not of it according to the word of God. So what that means is we have access to the supernatural power of God. We have access to another realm of living that will cause the world system to bow to us and cause a supernatural manifestation in our lives. And so the reason why we teach, you know, and really encourage that money plan is because we want you to be intentional. We don't want you to become frustrated with the principles of the word and stop operating in the word of God or live in a place and thinking that God is not hearing you or that the word doesn't work. No, it works, but it takes adding that practical application to your finances. So oftentimes um, we hear and we see clients that, you know, say, well, how do I balance that? How am I supposed to be intentional with my finances, but yet make sure I'm operating in the principles of the word of tithing and giving and sowing, right? How do I practically, what does it look like to obey God, you know, over my money plan? What if I have everything lined up? This is what I'm doing that month, but I hear the voice of God telling me to do something different. What do I do? Well, you know, here at the Wealthy Crown, we are spirit led. We are going to tell you and we are going to encourage you to obey God. Listen again, obey God. 
Yes, on my financial journey, did I listen to other financial gurus and consultants and other financial educators? Absolutely, because I realized as a believer, I was missing the practical piece. But along my journey, I never allowed man's way and the practical way of doing things to supersede the voice of God and the word of God. Why? Because I needed the power of God. I wanted to see the supernatural power of God show up in my finances. And in order for me to experience that, in order for me to have a testimony of miracles and the supernatural power of God open up doors for me, then I could not leave out the word of God. No, I had to manage my finances from a place of according to the word of God, putting God first. But I also had to remember the practical component. So let's get into it on today. What are some things that I need to make sure I have in place when I am being intentional with my finances, but I want to be open to the voice of God, right? Well, one of the first things that you want to do is you want to make sure that you have a prayer life. What does that mean? That's making sure that you have consistent time in the presence of God. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important because... If you're anything like me, when I looked at my financial situation, I was simply overwhelmed. I had not enough income, too much debt, too many expenses. I literally felt like I had made too many bad decisions that there was no way for things to turn around. But here at The Wealthy Crown, we know that it is intentionality with our finances that helps to position us for financial breakthrough and abundance according to the word of God. This is why we are now offering financial breakthrough planning sessions. These are one-on-one financial consultations where you will walk away with an organized, personalized money plan and debt payoff plan. You'll also have a one-hour strategy session where we will discuss your finances and the things that we can do practically to position yourself for financial breakthrough and abundance. We also pray and seek God on your behalf for financial breakthrough. So if this is something that you know that will help you to get started and get on the path um, to getting your finances back on track, simply go to thewealthycrown.com, click on financial breakthrough planning session and book your initial consultation today. Again, that's at thewealthycrown.com. Click on financial breakthrough planning session to book your initial consultation today. You want to make sure that it is truly the voice of God that is leading you. You want to make sure that you have spent enough time in the presence of God, that when God speaks to your spirit, no matter where you are, out and about with your family, maybe you're at an event or you are in a service and the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something that may be outside of what you have written down or you might have outside of what's in your app. You want to make sure that it is the voice of God that's leading you. And as you spend time in prayer, as you develop your relationship with him, that's going to give you confidence and boldness because there are going to be times when the voice of the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to do something that is outside of what is practical, that is outside of what man says, that is outside of what a typical financial educator or guru is going to tell you. If you're going to move in the supernatural power of God, this is what's going to be important. You're going to have to be in tune spiritually with the voice of God. And how do you do that? 
through prayer, through having a relationship with him, through reading his word so that you know that, no, this is God calling me to do this. And so after you obey God, you're going to need that confidence to move forward and know that I did, although it's different than what my money plan looks like. I know that I have obeyed God in this and the word is working for me. God is working for me. There's a harvest on the other side of this because I obey God. But if you don't know the voice of God, if you don't spend intentional time with him, then after, you know, you're going to be hesitant to obey. And if you do obey, you're going to allow the voice of the enemy to beat you up and you're, it's going to take away the peace and he's going to rob the seed of the word that God has planted into your heart to work for you. The Bible declares um, in Matthew, it talks about um, sowing the word. And that immediately after the word is sown, the enemy comes to snatch it out. Every time that the voice of the Lord speaks to us, there's going to be opposition. The enemy is going to come in and want to snatch that word from us. And if he's able to snatch that word of obedience from us, that he's robbed us of manifestation. He's robbed us of the opportunity to see the supernatural power of God. Hallelujah. Move in our lives. Now, also, I want to give you a practical example of that. Along my financial journey, one of my major goals is I wanted to save my first $1,000. I had never saved any type of money in my adult life. Yes, I worked ever since I was 14 years old, but I had nothing to show for it. And so I got to a point that if I was going to become a better financial steward, to honor God, that I wanted to have savings. And my first goal, practically, was to have my first $1,000 saved. And so I worked for months, planning it out, putting that money aside for months. You know, there were some things that I said no and some things that I said not right now to. Why? Because I was going to have $1,000 in my savings account, right? I was no longer going to just have the $25 there. No, I was going to add money to my savings account and I was not going to touch it. I was going to have my first emergency fund. So months and months, being consistent, saying not right now to some things, operating in discipline, I finally saved my first $1,000. And I saved that $1,000 and I was excited. I met my goal. Hallelujah. Right? But I remember sitting in a service and I remember there was a prophet that was there, a man of God, um, The presence of God was there. I knew God was in the building. And there was an opportunity in the service to sow. And I remember when he started to talk about this opportunity, I remember on the inside of me saying, Lord, please don't say $1,000. Please do not say $1,000. Listen, I'd worked so hard for that $1,000. Please, Lord, please, Lord. (laughs) And as the man of God began to speak, I heard him say, there are five people in here (laughs) that are supposed to sow a thousand dollar seed. And he began to talk about what being obedient in that time and in that moment was going to do for our lives. And I knew within myself that it was the Holy Spirit challenging me in that moment. Listen, I am not against 
sowing. Listen, I am all for sowing seeds into the kingdom of God because I have a different revelation, a different understanding of what that means. So I knew that it wasn't God taking something away from me. It was God wanting to add something and give me a testimony and do something supernatural. So in that moment, I remember my flesh telling me, girl, you just saved this money, right? You just saved it. But I bowed my head and I looked at my pocketbook and I grabbed my checkbook. And in that moment, I was shaking. Listen, every time the Holy Spirit challenged me to go to the next level of my finances, I am literally shaking. (laughs) My flesh is saying, girl, what are you doing? You just worked so hard to save this money. But I had to trust the voice of the Holy Spirit and know that God is not trying to take something from me. He's trying to get something to me. I didn't know what that was, but I had to trust the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I remember walking up to the front, signing that, and I knew in that moment I was sowing precious seeds. Psalms 126, read it. And it talks about those who sow in tear. They will, in fact, return with their harvest, and they will reap a harvest with joy and rejoicing. Read that scripture out. That's the word that I stood on in that moment. Although my mind and my flesh was telling me, you're doing the wrong thing. Again, because I had spent time in the presence of the Lord, because I had a consistent prayer life and I was in constant contact with the Holy Spirit, I knew that it was him leading me and I knew on the other side that I was going to reap a harvest. The second thing that you have to do, the second thing that you have to do is you must commit to honoring God with your finances. You must commit to honoring God with your finances. First Samuel 2 and 30 says that those who honor God, God says this, if you honor me, I'm going to honor you. And once I received a revelation out of Luke 19 that I was not a owner of the finances that I had, I was a steward. And I saw that the master came back and wanted an account of what those Servants had done with the manners or with the talents or with the finances that he entrusted into their lives. I now had a different perspective because I realized that I realized in that moment out of reading Luke 19 that I was operating at a, as an owner of the finances and not as a steward. What do I mean by that? When I made a commitment to honor God with my finances, That meant if God told me to do something differently with my finances, I'm not going to tell him no. It's his money. And I had to realize it and come to the realization that where I was in my finances and the debt and the outstanding balances that I had, it was because of my own decisions. A lot of those things were because I made what I like to call unauthorized charges with his money. Most of those things that I did with my finances We're not in agreement with God. I didn't ask God if I could buy this car. I didn't ask God about this credit card. I didn't ask God. I didn't ask God about those things before I did it financially. So I had to submit and say, hey, these debts that I want God to take care of supernaturally, these credit cards and these things that I want him to help me with, I had to realize I was the reason why I was there, right? God didn't tell me to do those things. So I had to commit to honor him and say, hey, 
I may have it on my money plan to pay this credit card off, this $300 credit card. But if you tell me to sow and give and do something different, I'm not going to tell you no. Because this is your money. God, I am putting you first. And so what that means is I had to trust and know that if I honor God, that he was going to honor me by taking up my concerns and using his grace and mercy to take care of the debt that I sign myself up without his permission. Again, you must commit no matter what to honoring God with your finances. Yes, have a money plan. Yes, write those debts down. Even if you don't have the money right now, that's a part of being transparent. And that's a part of letting God know when you increase me, when you bless me with this money, these are the things I'm going to go back and take care of. But I will not put my financial decisions of the past above your voice and above being obedient to you. Right? So those are the first two things. Being in the presence of God, building that consistent relationship, knowing his voice, and then, hey, I'm committing my finances to God. Yes, I have a money plan, but I'm submitting that to the Lordship and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, as we get ready to wrap up our time here together on today, let's talk about why obedience is so important. What are the, you know, the benefits of, of obeying God? Because when we don't obey God, there are things that we're going to lack. There are experiences that we're not going to have. We are missing out on God's best when we don't obey him. So why is obedience so important? And I have three that I'm going to share with you on today. The first one, obedience is a sign of love and trust in God. It's a sign that we love him. The Bible declares that, um, I think it's in 1 John, it says, if you love me, you will obey me. If we truly love God, then we will obey his word. Same thing with the tithe, same thing with giving. If we truly love him, we will obey him. And then also it is, it signals or signifies that we trust God. Matthew 6, it talks about we can't serve both God and mammon. But when God prompts our heart, because of course, when you have finances, when you have abundance there, there are, there's a certain level and certain things that you experience in life, a certain additional benefits that you get to enjoy. But a sign that we trust God is even in our time of abundance, even with what we have currently, when the Holy Spirit can speak to our hearts and tell us to do something different, then that lets, that is a sign that we trust God. That yes, I have this money. I am going, I intended on doing something different, but you're my God, you're my leader. And I submit my finances to you and I'm going to obey you, right? So that's why obedience is so important. It's a sign that we love and trust God. It also, next one, it shows that we're ready for promotion. It is a sign that God can trust us with more. It's officially here. The doors to the Wealthy Crown Academy are now open. The Wealthy Crown Academy is our eight-week financial boot camp for believers and kingdom entrepreneurs. Do you know that four out of seven individuals are financially illiterate? That simply means most adults lack the skills, knowledge, and understanding on how to properly manage their finances. The paycheck to paycheck living cycle is not a sign that you don't have enough money. It's simply a sign that you lack the foundations of a basic financial education. 
Oddly enough, in schools, we are taught how to earn money, but never really trained on how to manage what we make. So the Wealthy Crown Academy is where we have bundled up the wisdom and knowledge gained by certified financial education consultant, Delisha Artis, on money planning, saving, debt elimination, and so much more to help you become a better financial steward. So if you are finally ready to gain control over your finances and eliminate the frustrations of trying to figure it all out on your own, then the Wealthy Crown Academy is for you. To apply, simply visit thewealthycrown.com and click on the Wealthy Crown Academy. Currently, we have only nine seats available and doors close on April the 19th. So please don't delay. Again, visit thewealthycrown.com and click on the Wealthy Crown Academy to apply today. We look forward to serving you inside of the Wealthy Crown Academy. If you look at Luke 16 and 10, it talks about if we are faithful in the least, then we're going to be faithful in much. What does that mean? If we are faithful and committed and obedient to God with the money that we have today, even if we feel like it's not a lot, even if we feel like we don't have enough, which is oftentimes not true. That's why that money plane is so important. Um, if we are obedient to God, for example, I was obedient to God and sowing that $1,000. That left me with nothing but only the amount, the money in my, in my bank account, which was at that time more than likely bill money. You know, or money for groceries and gas, that left me literally with nothing. But because I was obedient to the voice of God with that, he knows, oh, I can get a million to Delisha. I can get half a million to her. I can trust her with it. And I can know that I can entrust to her this wealth and this increase. And when I tell her to sow, when I tell her to give, regardless of what it looks like to her and her financial team, She's going to tell them, no, the Lord is shifting me to do this. I know we have plans to do this in business. I know we have plans to do this in ministry. I know we have plans to do this and to invest here and sow here and build this building and pay this uh, person's car off and house off. But God is telling me to do something differently. So we're going to obey him. That's what God is looking for. He's looking for stewards. He's looking for men and women that have his heart. Hallelujah. That love him. That when he speaks, they're going to obey him regardless of what it looks like. And how do we show that we're ready for promotion? We're ready for increase. We obey him right now today with what we have. This is why obeying the voice of God is so important. This is what opens the door to your increase. This is what opens the door to your elevation. The Bible declares that promotion doesn't come from the north or from the south. No, it comes from God. This is why obedience and the voice of the Lord is so important. Man doesn't promote you. God does. The Bible says that what you do privately, God will reward you openly. If a man, your boss or someone that has authority over you in the earth realm, if they promote you and give you access and open doors from you, honey, that is confirmation of what heaven has already declared about you. That is a sign of what heaven has already seen you do behind closed doors. Heaven saw me on that day standing up there saying, look at my daughter. Trust in me. I you know, this was a test. Will she obey me? 
I saw her work hard those last five months, six months, saving that $1,000. And look at her, obeying me and trusting me, even though everything in the natural is screaming, don't obey God. You're not going to have anything. What happens if your tire goes flat? Little do you know when you obey God, and that's getting into my next point. It opens your life up to the supernatural. No, because I've been obedient to God, the, the devourer cannot devour my seed. God will rebuke him. My tire cannot go flat. And if it does go flat, God's going to send me the money through seed or send someone to help me and take care of it. That's what happens when we obey God. We show him I'm ready for more and I will obey you with a million dollars. I will obey you with a thousand dollars and I will obey you with a trillion dollars. You can trust me. But it also opens up our lives to the supernatural power of God. And as believers, what a pity. What a pity it is for us to have access to the supernatural power of God, but we don't tap into it because we're so caught up with the practical. You'll never have a testimony. You'll always look at other people saying, God, why you won't do this for me? You always hear other people experiencing God supernaturally providing for them or them having experiences where they didn't have to come out of their own bank account to pay for it. You will always be in that place. If you never step out on faith and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit, if you never make the commitment that I'm going to honor you, with my increase. Yes, there's balance. Right? Yes, you need to save. Yes, you need to invest. Yes, you need to have an emergency fund. But I made a commitment. I will not do those things above the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you tell me to empty my account, it's empty. And I expect to see the supernatural power of God show up in my life. And he's going to fill my mouth with good things. What is that? A testimony. This is what God did. That's what he's trying to do, believers. That's what he's trying to do, kingdom entrepreneurs. Make room for God in your money plan. Make room from God for God in all of your practical money strategies. Yes, do those things. But don't corner or block the power of God. Because if I would have did that, if I would have did that, then I would still be in that small 600 square foot apartment today living paycheck to paycheck trying to figure out how I'm going to dig myself out of the hole. You don't have to dig yourself out. That's what's so beautiful about God and his grace and his mercy. He'll help you if you let him. He will help you if you let him. So obey God as a sign of your love and trust in him. Obey God. As your sign to him that you're ready for promotion, that you can be entrusted with more. Obey God so you can open up your life to the supernatural power of God and you too can have a testimony. That's what the world needs to see. A testimony of your God and that what you say and what you believe is true. To the world, it may not make sense, but the Bible declares that God's weakness is stronger than men's strength. And that God's foolishness is wiser than men's wisdom. Trust him.